0: You're listening to Marqa Sahaba Online Radio Podcast. Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim. wa Karim. Amma A very warm welcome to our program of Tasawuf and Tazkiyah. live on Marqa Sahaba, the voice of Ahlu Sunnah wal Jama'a. Alhamdulillah, as always, we are coming to you live from our Musalla Yunus, here in Panorama, northern suburbs, Cape Town. So, just for our refreshing of understanding, the program that Allah Pak is giving us Taufik to conduct every week is designed for our own reformation. In everything, we always say that there is room for improvement. A person is in the corporate ladder, corporate field. He wants to climb that corporate ladder. He doesn't want to remain a clerk. He wants to grow, to become a manager, a director and possibly even a partner. A person is a doctor, a dentist. I have one friend in Johannesburg alhamdulillah he is a dentist but allah Pak has given him tawfiq he has gone into different different types of specialities is so much of technology that is coming out creating of crowns you know automatic in the old days they would take a mold and they would send it to the lab and then the lab would now mold it according to what fitment the dentist had taken but nowadays he just takes one 3d scanner puts it in your mouth rubs it around your gums and what have you and automatically that thing takes the shape of your teeth your gums everything your contours everything punches it into the computer thirty minutes later the crown comes out he puts in a little block thirty minutes later or one hour later whatever it is the crown comes out, he then fits the crown, he adjusts it. So alhamdulillah, there is, tarakki, there is some sort of advancement that is taking place, progression that is taking place. That is all with dunya, the same in our businesses. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given people businesses. So you're looking at different, different fields, different ways of marketing, using social media and all this, whatever it is, so that you can grow your business. So in every field, there is growth. Similarly, in our deen, there has to be growth. But that is where we become very, very lazy. We become very, very lax. We become very comfortable that, you know what, by now, I'm reading my namaz. I fast in a month of Ramadan. Every one, two years, if Allah gives tawfiq and makes the means possible, I go for umrah. Hmm? So that is my deen. This is how I'm spending my deen. Whereas we don't realize that awanamas is maybe one, one and a half, two hours maximum. Out of the full 24 hours, subtract another six to eight hours for sleeping. Hmm? What are we doing the rest of the time? We are involved in tijarat, we are involved in business, we are with our families, with our spouses, with our children, with our parents, our extended family members. What is my behavior with them? How do I conduct myself? Khazrji Mawlana Musiullah Khan rahmatullah alayhi, he always used to say this, Dr. Banna Asani. Lawyer banna vakil banna hai. Bhi banna hai. Lekin insan banna bohat mushkil hai. For a person to become a doctor, very easy. He goes, he studies six years, he gets a certificate, he does his internship and khalas is a doctor. Lawyer, same story. Moulana, same story. But to become insan, a proper human being, that is a very difficult task how do i behave with my neighbors how do i behave in conflict situations how do i behave when someone is irritating the living daylights out of me you know how we say he's getting under my skin how do i deal with that type of a person because there are those type of people in this dunya around (laughs) sometimes you think to yourself, they've only been created to get under your skin. Hmm? How do I behave with my partner, my spouse? Huh? Sometimes we think to ourselves, but Ajib, you know, this woman is making such a big tamasha over something. But all we need to do is look at the Sunnah Tariq of Nabi Abakalahi salatu and the best possible thing that we can do is that when we have the Sheikh, when we have a Sheikh, a Kamil, someone who is connected with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, they can always guide us. they can In fact, it's so easy. You don't have to do nothing. You just go, place your problems in front of the Sheikh, one, two, one, two, fatah, but they give you some solution. Hmm? So the solutions are not only in our businesses. Many, many times people take Ba'at because of they want to see their dunya growing. They want the du'as of the sheikh and you will receive all of that. It's a given. They want to receive the du'as of the sheikh in their business so their dunya can grow. But the real objective of the sheikh is so that your akhirat can grow. Your spiritual well-being can grow. The true human within you, the softness, the character, the akhlaq, the adab, the mu'amalat, the mu'asharat, all of this can come to its fore. And we can display Islam in a mesmerizing manner. So that is the objective of this program. So you'll find even here the examples that are given. The qisas, the stories that are mentioned, you may think to yourself, but why are we being so hard and fast on a specific thing? Remember, it is for our own Islam. It is not for anything else It's so that I can become a better person. I can become a better human being in my day to day dealings. My dealings with my family, my dealings with my business, my dealings with my children. I can become a progressive person, so that on the day of Qiyamah, at least we have tried to adopt the Sunnah Akhlaq of Nabi Akhirin Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Allah Pak will have mercy upon us. Hazrat Maulana Mazhar Sahab Damat Barakatuh, he always mentions this. He says. Based on the hadith, Every person who recites La ilaha illallah, they will enter into paradise. So you will enter into paradise, inshallah. I will also enter into paradise, inshallah. However, there are different stages of Jannah that are available. Just like when you go into an aircraft, there is economy class, there is business class, there's first class, there's private class, the private cabin also. So everyone looks, you know, sometimes they make you cheap. They make you walk through that business class to your cattle class seat, your economy class seat, right there by the toilet. But as you're walking past and you see these people that are sitting on their big lounges in business class, big blankets they're coming they're offering them juice water whatever it is sweets before even uh, you haven't even sat down they're already getting offered all these amenities they're bringing for them one cold towel so that they can refreshen up they got slippers there they got pajamas there Hmm? you bichara sitting there right by the toilet you are going to deal with that smell number one number two they don't give you nothing absolutely nothing they don't even come ask you how you are. Sometimes you ring in that bell 10 times for one glass of water, they even ignoring you. That's how service delivery is gone. So naturally, your heart feels, hey, if only I could have been here in the business class. If only I could have been here. So the same thing. Man la ilaha illallah, we have recited, la ilaha illallah. Allah Park will, inshallah, enter us into paradise. But we don't want to be in the economy seat. We've seen the business class seat. But if you have to see the first class seat, if you have to see the private cabin, that's where you want to be. So we must strive for the highest, highest, highest stages of Jannah. And this, Islah-e-Nafs, tazkiyat nafs Islah of our own selves, that is what is going to, Inshallah, help us and assist us. Ultimately, Every person will be entered into paradise only on the rahmah in the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But the more thawab we are making in this dunya, the smile that we are giving as sadaqah to our family, the kind word or gesture that we are sharing with our spouse, huh? the, 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 the rahma that we are showing towards our children, all of that is accumulating great, great thawab. It's the currency of the akhirat. Hmm? You go anywhere in the world and you enter a supermarket and you want to buy one loaf of bread and one litre milk for your breakfast. And now you take out your 50 rand note and you give them. Maybe you are in Dubai. Maybe you are in Makkah, Mukherma, Medina, Munawara. They look at this and they say, what kind of money this is? We need reals here. We need reals. That is the currency that goes here. Hmm? So the same thing in the akhirat. The currency is our a'mal. Every time we say one subhanallah, Allah is, is placing one beautiful tree for us in Jannah. He's designing personally architectured by Allah, Tabaraka wa ta'ala. So that is how we will grow in our deen and our jannat. Allah is beautifying it himself. So we started the discussion surrounding generosity. And how exactly do we execute this generosity in a manner that pleases Allah wa Taala, shown to us by the Sunnah Tariqah of our beloved Nabi Sallallahu Alayhi Wasallam. Otherwise, there are very good actions, many many actions that can be performed. But our Nabi Sallallahu Alayhi Wasallam, he was sent into this world as Raḥmatul a mercy unto all creation, and we are so gifted. لقد كان لكم في رسول الله أصوات حسنة لمن كان يرجو الله واليوم الآخر. so نبي صلى الله عليه وسلم was sent as a perfect parable and example for whom for those who have hope in the mercy of Allah Taala and the day of Qiyamat. so everything we do, our business dealings, our everything we do, we have to fulfill it in the prescribed manner even when it comes to good actions our generosity how do we go about doing this in a manner that pleases allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in islam what you give with the right hand the left hand mustn't even know in fact when a person gives hidayah hadiah gift at that time he mustn't even request du'as, because he doesn't even want du'a in return. Hmm? Sometimes people go to the ulama, the imam sahab, the sheikh, so they... It's good, tahadu ta'habu. you give gifts, Allah creates muhabbat. But the objective is not the du'a. That will definitely come naturally. It will definitely come, naturally. Hmm? So when you give, you mustn't have any hope of anything in return. Sayyidina Abu Bakr Siddiq, his father Abu quhafa at that time he was not Muslim. He was not yet Muslim, he became Muslim later on. All of Abu Bakr Siddiq's family members had become Muslim and they were also Sahaba. This was a feather in the cap of Sayyidina Abu Bakr Siddiq ta'ala but prior to him embracing Islam, he went to his son, Abu Bakr ta'ala anu, and he said, oh my son Abu Bakr, Allah Park has blessed you with some wealth, some money and what you do with your money, I'm giving you the gist of the meaning is you know, it's good, you, you have the prerogative But I see you are in the habit of liberating a lot of slaves. However, what I've noticed is, the slaves that you are liberating are very, very weak people. They don't have any standing, maybe, in the community. Maybe they are physically also worn out now, so to speak, etc. Why don't you Look for someone that is a little bit strong, healthy, you know. Maybe one day in the years to come, you will be in some need and that man will come to your aid and assistance. Now look at the answer Sayyidina Abu Bakr radiallahu gave his honorable father. He said that, O oh my father, when I liberate a slave, I look, I try to analyze that this person mustn't even have the remote ability of repaying me back. I want all my thawab only from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So choose the weakest of the weakest. There's no chance this person will ever repay you for your kindness. For your ihsan, for your generosity. Otherwise, the Arabic proverb is very, very true. Al insanu abdul ihsan. A person becomes a slave to someone who's done good to them. You feel indebted, hmm? naturally. So, even when we are giving hadiah we mustn't even request du'as in return. If a person is given, if a person, if you give a person a hadiyah, and you tell them, they just make dua for me. So that is not giving with no expectation in return. You are giving it. This is your expectation. They will make dua for you. Huh? You are expecting him to make dua for you. That is not a real hediya. A real hediya is where you just give it. There are no strings attached whatsoever. You must give it and... This is a quality that we have to bring into our lives. Hmm? In today's zamana, today's times, this is another problem that's come about. Is that someone had a baby. We feel, no, I can't go to the house till I buy the baby some gift sometimes because our lives are so busy we don't get time to buy that gift. Now that baby is growing up and we haven't gone to see it just because we feel we are indebted to give some gift. So there is time for everything, yes, it's good if you can give a gift. But now if you came empty-handed, so no problem. Only Allah knows your situation. So, you leave it to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is important now. Our zakah monies. A lot of times, when we give our zakah monies, we put clauses and attachments to it. When we give someone zakah, we are making that person Malik. He is the owner of that wealth. We are giving it to him. We cannot make any attachment to it that now you can only use this money for this purpose or that purpose. Hmm? So we'll give and we'll say, right, see here, I'm giving you this money, but you can only use it for the child's school fees. So we cannot dictate. That is not making somebody the malik, the owner of it. Hmm? As long as he is mustahik, that person is zakatable, as we would say in our terms. Now he took the zakah money and he went and he bought drugs with it. We know that is a sin. Sometimes we want to play the role of Allah Ta'ala. You see, up to here is our responsibility to discharge the zakah in the right hand how this person spends his zakah that is not our responsibility that's now between him and allah Park. if he took the zakah money and used it for the wrong reason now he is responsible for that we are not responsible for that as long as he is mustahik of zakah and we gave him zakah yes we can counsel such a person we can guide them but we cannot give and put clauses to it and attachments to it, then we are not giving. Now, we mustn't under, must understand also, it doesn't mean now every drunkard, every, most drunkards, most drug addicts are zakataba, most of them. Because they are burning their money day and night on this evil habit, they can't keep control of it. So now, it doesn't mean now we must go on a funding spree. Every drug addict, every nyaupe, every alcoholic, we are discharging zakat to them. No. We have to be very, very cautious. We have to be very, very cautious. We are saying in the case where we've given someone zakat, now we don't know their habits. They don't know their habits. But if, after maybe a week, Someone comes and tells us, hey, that guy, he was on that corner, he was buying that drug good, that bottle store, what have you. And you think, in yourself, yeah, Allah gave him zakat money, now he used that zakat money maybe to go and buy, I've enabled him. No, that is not our responsibility. Our responsibility ended off where we thought that, look, this is a genuine case, this person needs help, He's zakatable help him, maybe he can use the money to pay his rent, pay for some food or whatever. He went on a binge after that. That is between him and Allah tabaraka wa ta'ala. If you give somebody something, can you tell him, I'm giving you this but you can only use it for this or for that. Then we haven't given him his milkiyat, his ownership over the thing that we gave is restricted. It is not true milkiyat. it is not true ownership. So we must remember that the zakar recipient does with the wealth, what he does with the wealth, that is not our business. But it must go in the right hand. And that after, that maybe he needs it for clothes etc., as I explained, sometimes people complain and say that we gave him a voucher now some people say no you mustn't give vouchers you must buy groceries and give them because when we give them vouchers they go and buy cosmetics so don't we use cosmetics also if the person takes the voucher you gave to him to the shop he can buy what he wants If he needs one roll-on, one underarm spray, one body lotion, whatever it is, it's no problem. What guna did they make in purchasing those few luxuries? Well, we won't even call it luxuries hmm, for that month. Some people, they get so stringent on the zakah thing, it really makes one wonder sometimes. Generosity is to give with no expectation on anything in return. Before we go for the break, just one thing I want to mention. You see, zakat is a very, very big amanat. So, sometimes, they will see somebody giving zakat. Then they come to that person and they say, Monana, you gave that person zakat parcel. You know he's got TV in his house. You know he's got a TV in his house. So here, him having television in the house, does that make him non-zakatable? See, the hormat of television, that's a separate subject. My question is, when the people that are giving their zakat, do we ask them by, you are giving me your amanat of zakat to discharge on your behalf, right? So they come to the Imam Sahib, they go to the organization etc. and they give the money there. That you know what, this is my zakat for the year, 1,000, 2,000, 10,000, whatever it is, here's my zakat. Where did we ever find the Imam Sahib or the organization saying, "Right, bye, you want us to take control of your like I just sit down one minute. You got television in your house. You don't ask that question, do we? You don't ask. That. So now, why is it? By, hear me out here. I am not trying to say that TV is okay. TV is haram. It shouldn't be in both the giver's house or the receiver's house. Any person's house, it shouldn't be there. But sometimes we play like we are Allah. You don't want to play God. And no, my money must go to a person who doesn't have television in his house. So then by you take your money and you go find that house then. You go find that house. Some years back, somebody donated some shoes, brand new shoes big sizes, gave it a zakat. So it came there to the house, after one, two days, going through this here, I noticed some of these shoes only got right leg, some of them only got left leg. So I thought some mistake must have made. I picked up the phone, and I said, "Bye." I don't know, maybe there's some mistake here. But I'm not finding the pairs for some of these shoes, many of the shoes, not one, two, but many of them. Some of them only got the right leg, some, things, some of them only got the left leg. So he told me, Molanaji, ji, uh, there's no mistake. I'm sure there are many, many people who only have the right leg or the left leg. That's why I gave it to you as zakat. Now you can give it out. So I told him there and there. I said, see ya, bye. Packing all your shoes, like how you came and dropped it off, you come and pick it up, take it away from you, and you sort your own self out. You see, giving zakat of merchandise also. You can't give reject stop This is like reject. You know, that fellow lost the left leg or he lost the right leg. Now he just wants to get, and he's saying it's zakat. <laughs> on top of it. So it's like having a shop and you got all expired goods. You take all that expired goods and you say, no, 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 it's my zakat, I'm taking it out. you got goods that got destroyed by the rain, water damage, whatever it is. Now you take that and say this zakat has to be the purest of wealth. The best of wealth must be given. That is zakat, not this. Second-hand and third-hand and reject and all of that there. You are giving a portion of your wealth, not to a human being, but to Allah Ta'ala. That Allah Ta'ala must accept it. Two and a half percent of your wealth. Allah Ta'ala must accept it. How? Oh, on the day of Qiyamah, you're going to stand up and tell Allah Ta'ala, I gave one leg. Left, left foot, zakat, I gave for you. It's like, honestly, it's like a slap in the face. Then. Astaghfirullah. Hmm? So we must be very, very careful with these type of things. G, inshallah, let's take a quick break. When we come back, inshallah, we'll continue our discussion. You're listening to Marcus Sahaba Online Radio Podcast. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Gee, we have been discussing some issues surrounding generosity. The rules, the adab, the etiquette of how we should go about giving. Not giving and making a big hoo-ha about it. You know, sometimes, (laughs) I've seen this, and I'm sure many of you have seen this as well. People will give one cheque, right? Although cheques are outdated now. But they'll blow that check up. They'll make it so big, almost the size of this room. Hmm? And then they'll stand for one photo shoot and they'll say, right, so-and-so gave such and such organization 50,000 rands, 100,000 rands. They make a big deal about it. It's all over social media. They get the media involved and journalists and uh, splash it everywhere. So what kind of generosity is that? Look at the generosity of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. One poet, very beautifully, he said that Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi Wasallam never said no in his life. And then he says it so beautifully in Arabic. He said, you see in Tashahud we have to say Ashhadu Allah ilaha illallah, the la in tashahud means no. So he says that if it wasn't for tashahud, then there also the la would have been naam, which means yes. Huh? We say ashhadu Allah ilaha illallah, bear witness that there is no deity besides Allah. But Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he never ever said no. And had it not been for tajawd, then the law would have been changed to naam also. Hmm? Another poet put it very beautifully. Talking about Nabiya Karim sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he says when you go to him, he receives you with such a smiling face. That is as if you are giving him that which you are asking of him. Like as if to say, you are giving to him, that is the way he is smiling. When you give someone something, they are smiling, they are cheerful. But it is he, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, who is giving to you the gift of Iman, the gift of deen. So generosity it it starts also with a smile. Today, subhanallah, to get a smile out of some people, ya rab, forever frowning, forever pulled up, forever stuck up, think to yourself now, okay, you know, maybe he had some, Argument with his wife, right, but every day is having argument with his wife. Right. Every day you seen this person pulled up, I'm saying, some people, ya Allah, they don't know how to smile. They don't even know how to smile at their employees. They think now if I smile at my employee, then it's a sign of weakness. They'll ride all over me. Huh? So smile, sadkah it is generosity give it to as many as you can a smile is contagious huh? must never ever feel that you know what i can't smile it's always otherwise people won't take me seriously but at the end of the day <laughs> إِنَّكَ عَلَى كُلِّ شَيْءٍ قَدِيرٌ عزة and honor comes from Allah not from what we think gives عزة and honor Dillat and disgrace that too comes from Allah not thinking that now nah, if I'm gonna smile every person no one will respect me or anything like that They we must always smile once a Sahabia realized that Nabiya Karim sallallahu alayhi wa sallam needed a shawl. So she went and she sewed a shawl and sent it for Nabi Karim sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Nabi Karim sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was sitting with some sahaba Ridwalullah Maheen, and this shawl comes as a hadiah to Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam at very same time nabi kareem sallallahu alayhi left the majlis because he needed that shawl he went home he put on the shawl and he came back to the majlis nabi kareem sallallahu alayhi comes and he sits down in the majlis one sahabi comes up to nabiy kareem sallallahu alaihi wasallam and he says ya rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam give me the shawl sahaba they too were in great great need and then too, a mubarak shawl of nabiy sallallahu alaihi wasallam i imagine it's a zarurat it's not like it's a luxury it's a necessity right now what does nabiy kareem sallallahu alaihi wasallam do He goes back to his house removes the shawl puts on that old garment that he was wearing and he comes and he presents the shawl to that sahabi that is true generosity (laughs) how many examples we can give of sahaba who had given what they dearly loved only to acquire the pleasure of Allah ta'ala. So, generosity. Hazrat Da'ud, he goes on to give an example of a person who has passed on. Allah his qabr was noor. Hazrat says that he had this quality. Anything you've seen on him, if you just commented on it, yeah, like, hey, what a nice, pen you got there. What a nice watch you're wearing. Very smart shoes you got on today. He would give it to you. One day he was coming out of the center masjid in Peter Maritzburg, and there was a person with him. It was a very cold day and that person told him, hey, you've got a lovely warm jacket. He took out the jacket there and there and gave it to him. One year, he was planning to go for Hajj. Some of his staff members come up to him and tell him that a certain family member of his is going for Hajj and there is nobody to take them to the airport. He says, they asked me if I can take them. So I told them I will find out if I can leave from work, get some leave from work, I can drop them off from the airport and then come back. So he told the staff member, No problem. You can take them and come back. When he was leaving the office, the person says, make dua. One day somebody must be going to drop me off. When the staff member comes back, he tells him to bring his and his wife's passport. He cancelled his trip because this was a nafil hajj and he sent these people for hajj. Ya Allah. Ya Allah, where do you find people like that today? Allah Pakfili's was Noor. Where do we find such people? Imagine hmm, this shawl incident. Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is in need of this garment. Now the sahabi comes and says, Give this to me. Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam removes it same time and gives it to him. The other sahaba, when they saw this, they get upset and they catch the sahabi one side and they say, What's wrong with you? Can't you see that Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam required that? Now look at that sahabi. He says, You know I have nothing for my kafan. Hmm? no suitable cloth for my coffin so that is why i asked nabi kareem sallallahu alaihi wasallam for that shawl so that it can be used as my coffin and that's exactly what it was used for that person was wrapped in the same shawl as the coffin when he passed away hmm? so the is asking for it also it wasn't a nafsani, it wasn't something that was, you know, I just desire it. He had a maqsad, he had an objective in his mind, in his heart, that I need this as my kafir. Nji. once, immediately after namaz, Nabiya Karim sallallahu alayhi wa sallam stood up and went away. No sitting, no tasbihat, nothing. So the Sahabah-i Kiram, they became a little worried. What happened? Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam just left and he went away. So when Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam came back, they asked him what had happened. Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam replied that some wealth had come in and there were still one or two coins left from the wealth and he needed to distribute it. He says, salah time came in between. So I came to read my salah. And as soon as salah finished, I went and distributed these coins. And like this, we will find many, many narrations where when wealth came in, Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam needed to distribute it the same time. Ma Aisha radiallahu ta'ala anha, other sahaba say, Ya Rasulallah sallallahu alayhi wasallam, you have distributed most of it. Tomorrow you can sort out the rest. How would he reply? What if I pass away tonight? What if I pass away tonight? All this must be gone. There must be nothing left here. Now here, I just want to digress also a little. And this is also a sabak and a lesson for all of us. Sometimes, see, South Africa, alhamdulillah, is gifted with generosity. Generally, the people, they are very, very generous. They give. Any need arises. Turkey, earthquake, people gave so much not too long after that was that morocco and libya morocco earthquake libya floods again people gave wholeheartedly not too long after that this Gaza war walking people opened up their hearts but when we are giving to any organization we must be very cautious that that funds is distributed in the quickest amount of time in the rightful manner. One is, it must be distributed swiftly. Some organizations, I'm not pointing fingers at anyone, that we must do our own homework, but they are keeping money in the bank accounts for years. One person He told me this with his own mouth. He said, Molana, I gave one organization 300,000 rails. To keep or to do, I don't know what it was. Some thing was going on in that day. And they were unable to distribute it for that particular purpose. So sometimes people give for specific project, But they were unable to do so. He says it's been three years now. Neither has the money been distributed nor have I been refunded the money. Now you see, this is a big amount. So, ensure that whatever you are giving, it must be distributed swiftly in a correct manner at the same time. This giving and then also making Ladida videos and music and all of that there now you are giving it to that organization. Fine, they are doing all the haram with it, making one video and music and intermingling and all of this here. So how is it that our wealth is going in a manner like this here? be selective be select and don't feel shy to ask questions see this is an islahi program it's for our own islah our own reformation but we have to be selective we cannot allow this to carry on this ladida merry making and all of that there. I mean, really, zakat is an ibadat. It's not a, uh, just a pastime. It's an ibadat. We have to start treating it like an ibadat. In salah, if the Imam starts his salah, Allahu Akbar. Everyone in the Jamaat knows that now silence has to be maintained right can hear a pin drop but you get one two people they start talking in the salah about the soccer match i think one or two people whose luggage is a little bit you know neither here neither there they will actually break their salah to chase these two out of the masjid That's how far we will take it. So why is it, when it comes to our zakah and discharging of our zakah, then we don't exercise very much caution. Some caution is taken, but on a whole it's really a a merry-making exercise that is going on. Huh? Some people are even taking drones and taking footage of distributions and the thing, the camera comes close and it goes, fine, la ilaha illallah. What, 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 what? Uh, it's an ibadat. I'm saying it again. It's an ibadat. What are we trying to do with this ibadat? We, I just this morning, I spoke on photography. This photography, its stems, its roots are in shirk, Worshipping of idols and that. Now we're taking something as pure as zakah and we're adulterating it. So, I, I, I was saying before we went into this topic, is that some people, they bank accounts sitting in the millions. For years, there's a plus. For years, there's a plus. You know, now, especially this last two weeks, there's almost zero aid that is going into Gaza. So many people phoned me. So many people. Molana, we want to give money for Palestine. We want to give money for Gaza. I told them, babe, we're going to put the money in the account. We're going to sit in the account. For how long, I don't know. What benefit is there? Nothing is going out of our hands. As much as we want to send aid, but we can load a truck. Yes, that can be shown. How long is now going to take for the truck to enter? Hmm? That's another story on its own. It can take weeks, it can take months. The shayateen are doing everything in their possible, in their, in, their, in, their, in their power to stop any... People are dying in Gaza, left, right and center from famine. The dogs, the cats are eating the corpses of people. Yesterday somebody sent me the thing that the child was playing with the cat family and she's the baby is telling the cat that when we die, please don't eat us. The pet cat, don't eat us. Even the cats are starving there. The cats are even starving, that they are resorting to this. So I'm telling the people that see... It's no use, the money sits in the account. Some people are saying, fine, we have no problem, let it sit in the account. The moment it opens up, then some effort will take place. That is there, but they, un- they have an understanding. They understand that, look, this now has reached a stage where it's out of our hands. But I'm saying there are certain institutions deliberately that not from now, not at that time, I'm talking donkey years ago already, the accounts are always on a plus, and not just plus, but million plus. So we must be very, very careful. Very careful. Zakat is not just going saying I did my duty and gave it to the organization now halas. That's not zakat. Zakat has to do a lot with accountability, ensuring that it is given out correctly. So our generosity also, as our topic here. We have to be very careful, very, very careful, especially in today's Zamana, in today's times. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant me tawfiq, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant you tawfiq, Allah grant the entire ummah tawfiq to really understand the dictates of our shariat. Our deen is pure, we must not contaminate it with all this filth, haram. Do for the pleasure of Allah, Allah will give you from His unlimited treasures. Hazrat Rahmatullah, always used to say this. Do for the pleasure of Allah, Allah will give you from His treasures. So even in our generosity, We must give for the pleasure of Allah, and only for the pleasure of Allah. Seek nothing from any insan in return. Nothing. Can't rely on any insan. Always rely only, solely, exclusively on Allah Taala. Allah Pak is our savior. Allah Pak is our guide. Allah Pak will look after us. Jazakallah khair for joining us, inshallah, thumma inshallah, we will continue with this topic, if Allah grants hayati and taufik, assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.